guys, welcome to GT Youth's podcast. We're the youth ministry of Glad Tidings Church in Ocoee, Florida. And we're really excited to have you guys tuning in today. If you're interested in getting connected, we have services every Wednesday starting at 7 p.m. and prayer at 6.30 p.m. You could also join us on Thursdays at our Four Corners location and also JV for our middle schoolers, Sundays at the 11.45 service. Follow us on social media at GTU, and that's G-T-Y-U-T-H. Now get ready to receive this week's message. Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 12, Proverbs chapter 12, Proverbs, Proverbios, capítulo 2, Proverbs chapter 12. This really doesn't uh, just have to do with dating. This verse is universal. This this is just a good Bible verse. You know, there there's certain Bible verses that, uh, like for me, Romans 8, 28, right? Uh, God is working. Yo, y'all should know that because I like preach it every single week, right? God is working together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Let's go. You know, uh, Pastor, my, my, my boyfriend broke up with me. I'm, I'm going to be like, look, Romans 8, 28. God is going to work that breakout out for your good because he's working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Uh, Pastor, my car broke down. Don't worry, Romans 8, 28. God is working all things. Your car broke down because he saved you from an accident. Can I get an amen? God is working all things. Somebody say all things. All things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You, you were going in school and you were running and, or, or you were trying to do a dance move all of a sudden, you know, and uh, your pants ripped. Come on, has that ever happened to you before? Anybody's pants ever ripped? No? Oh, come on. We got, let's go. Let's go. You know what that's like. Listen, I'm just going to encourage you, man. Your pants ripped in the middle of class. Don't matter. People are laughing. Romans 8, 28. God is working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You know, it's one of those verses that you could tie to anything. I, I think Proverbs 4, 12, 14 is one of those type of verses. Proverbs 12, 14. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to read it with you now. It says, wise words bring many benefits, and hard work brings rewards. Can I get an amen? Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Are you hearing me tonight? Wise words bring many benefits, and hard work, somebody say hard work, brings rewards. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. We're talking about In My Feelings week one. We're ready to go. You ready? You ready? Talking about your relationships, talking about your emotions, talking about your situations. Let me just kick it off right here. If you have not asked for advice on how you should be doing relationships, you've already started off wrong. If you're dating and you haven't talked to your pastor yet, oh, you're already messing up. Better than this, if you're dating and you haven't talked to your parents yet or you're hiding it from your parents. Somebody say, that's foolish. I don't want to think that I pastor foolish students, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not, listen, I know nobody's perfect, right? 
But the Bible says that, that wise words bring benefits and hard work brings rewards. Fools think their own way is right. I'm not going to look at nobody. But if you've been doing relationships, if you've been dating, if you're even thinking about dating, if you've been sliding into other people's DMs, I'm not going to look at nobody. If you've been sending things through Snapchat, you know you shouldn't be sending. If, if you, 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 you know who you are in the room tonight. If you are trying to engage in any type of relationship, but you aren't asking for godly counsel, you're foolish. Fools do what they want to do. Wise people ask for advice. Come on, how many people do we in the room say, I want to be, Pastor, I want to be wise with my relationships. If you want to be wise with your relationships, then you've got to ask for advice. If you want to have a healthy relationship, if you want to have a blessed relationship, then you've got to get wise people involved in your relationship. If you're in a relationship that you have to hide from people, you probably shouldn't be in that relationship. I'm just preaching out of experience. I've been there. I've done that. I dated girls that my mama hated, and she had a right to not like them because they were ratchet. They didn't love Jesus. She, you know what? Listen, my mom looked at how girls worship, and based on their worship, determined whether or not they could date me. I wasn't looking at the way they worshiped. But my mama knew. Somebody said, mama knows best. Mama always knows best. 29 years, I will finally admit it. Sarah Harriger, my mama knew best. My mama knew that there was a woman of God who's actually taking care of my son right now because he acting a little ratchet. But while I wanted the, the women of the world, my mom prayed for a woman of God. And listen, come on, I didn't want the advice that my mom had to give me. I didn't want the advice that my pastor wanted to give me. I didn't want the advice that my godly friends wanted to give me when they said, you need to run from this relationship because, Gabe, this relationship is going to kill you. I, I thought I knew it all. Come on, has anybody ever been through a season or a moment where you thought you knew it all? And then you wonder why you're in your feelings. You wouldn't be in your feelings if you would have gotten wise counsel. Oh, man. Kiki, do you love me? The question is not, is, is, does Kiki love you? The question is, do you love God enough to include him in your, in, in your, in your relationship? The question is, are you, are you asking the right question? We just came out of a, a college conference uh, at Southeastern University, and uh, man, it was incredible. Come on, it was good. It makes some noise if you, if you received something at that conference, if you were there with me. And while I was in that conference, I, I was, you know, I, I had my, 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 I was prepping my, my sermon, and what I was going to preach was I was going to preach a message about a walking through healthy relationships that are, that are centered around like a boyfriend or girlfriend or somebody you like or, or maybe a friend that, that you're doing life with. Um, and th that was my original plan. Somebody say original plan. But while I was in the conference, the Lord began to speak to me. And as I was praying and prepping, I heard the Lord say that he didn't want me to talk about uh, a healthy relationship between you and other people. I heard him say that what he wanted me to focus on was the status of your relationship with him. 
And so typically when we preach, you know, this, this is our in, in, in my feelings, we usually have done a series called Love, Sex, and Dating, and, and I'll start with love, and then the second week we talk about, like, sex and, and what God says about it, and we talk about uh, uh, dating and healthy relationships, and uh, but that love part, I usually talk about how, like, you should love other people and, and what it looks like, and I mean, that, that's important, and we're going to touch on that in the next few minutes, but what I really want to talk about is your relationship with God. And as I came here tonight, I know, like, hey, we're in my feelings. We're, we're, we want to know about relationships, Pastor. Pastor, like, I'm at this age. My hormones are going. I'm seeing the girl at the counter. I'm like, man, she look cute. But what you need to be asking is, does she love Jesus? And ladies, you, you, same thing goes for you. You might see this boy. He got some muscles. He may look strong. He may look fit. But let me ask you, how does his spirit look? Because he can look good on the outside, but be rotten on the inside. He could have all the muscles and he could be fit and, and he could have all the game in the world. But I don't care if a dude got game. If he don't know the word, he ain't, he ain't going to be useful. Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. Tasha's like, yeah, pastor, come on. But more importantly, this is what I really feel like God wants to speak into your life today. That if you, listen, pay attention. If you can get your relationship right with him, then you'll start to see health in your relationships with people around you. And as long as your relationship isn't right with God, you'll never have a good relationship with people. Let, let me give you this example. Before I'm a, and, and it's not before I'm a husband, I'm a husband, right? I, I've been married going on six years, March 15th. Come on, let's go, six years. I'm excited. Married my childhood sweetheart. She's beautiful, right? She's amazing. And, and as beautiful as she is, and listen, my wife can cook, and my wife loves Jesus, and she's an incredible mother. Like, my wife, is, she's amazing. But there are still difficult times that happen no matter how amazing my wife is. My marriage will not be healthy because she's great and because I'm a great husband. My marriage is only healthy because I've learned and my wife has learned how to surrender in the presence of God. We've learned how to take time and spend time with the Father. We've learned how to cultivate a relationship with our Creator because there are moments where I'm not perfect and there are moments where my beautiful wife, as amazing as she is, is not perfect. And the only thing that keeps us together and the only thing that has kept our marriage on a rock, and the only thing, and when I mean rock, not rocky, but founded on a strong foundation, the only thing that, that's keeping us going year after year is our relationship with Jesus. If you can't get your relationship right with God, you'll never have a healthy relationship with a man or a woman, even your friend group. If you're taking notes tonight, this is the question I find, right? Even, even that, that Drake song, right? In my feelings, right? Like this wasn't a coincidence, right? I, I, we took the song, In My Feelings, and, and what's the big what's, what's the big verse? Kiki, who's Kiki? Who's Kiki? A girl he dated? Kiki, we got, we got a couple Kikis in the room. We got a couple Kiaras. Kiki, right? What's the next line? Do you love me? This this is the question that I believe plagues our generation. Do you love me? This is a question like, the reason why you get caught up in your feelings 
And the reason why you spent way too much time in Marvin's room, I don't know if, if like the, 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 the younger, the older guys don't know what, what, where that was at, right? The reason why you spent so much time crying over this relationship or over a hard moment, because there's always been fear on do they really love me? If they loved me, they wouldn't have done this to me. Do you really love me? Because if you love me, you wouldn't make me feel this way. Come on, would you be transparent tonight in this room? Would you raise your hand if you've ever wondered if somebody loved you? It's a question that I believe the generation has been asking. Not only this generation, but for thousands of years, people have been asking the question, do you love me? If you're taking notes, this is our, my first thing I want, I want to talk about. Do you love me? It's one of the most sought-after answers in our life. Do you love me? When we're exchanging vows, what are we doing? We are, are, are exchanging our vows of love, our commitment. Love, uh, it, it represents commitment. It represents hard work. It represents what I'm willing to do for you. Love is patient and kind. Love does not demand its own way. Love does not keep record of wrong. Love. Question that everybody's always looking for, always asking, looking for this answer. Do you love me? People want love. People want to love other people. People want to be loved. Let me tell you this, love, and, and the reason why it's such a big question. And listen, there's nothing wrong. I want you to know tonight, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to look for love. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to be loved. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to love other people. Are you hearing me tonight? We were created. Our foundation is love. The base in which we were formed, Callista, is love. So it would make sense that if we were created, if I take you from the clay, right? Like if I if I went and got this clay from like, like Africa, right? And I got this really beautiful red clay. And that's the only place in the world where they have that red type of clay. If I created you from that, people who knew about soil would be able to identify where you were from. Would you agree with that? And if there was the only place in the world, that means that, that men, if something else was molded from another type of, there is nothing else in the world that would be looking like you because you were formed from that specific soil. When God molded you, he molded you from the soil of love. Pastor, that's cheesy. No, it's the gospel. When God created you, the very thing he used to create you was love. So it makes sense that the thing that we spend so much time looking for is do you love me? Are you hearing me tonight? Pastor, what do you mean I was formed from love? The Bible says in Genesis chapter, in chapter 2, right, when he's creating mankind. He, he says, let us make man in our image and likeness. How many of you guys know that, right? When God created you, the Bible says that he said, let me make man in our image and likeness. 
And so he formed man from the dust of the earth in his own image, say own image, and likeness. You see, it's important for you to understand that verse right there. Because when God created you, he created you in his own image and likeness. He didn't look at like Beyonce ladies and say, I'm going to create you to look like Beyonce. And, and fellas, he, he didn't look at LeBron James and say, this is the image in which I'm going to make you in. No, no. When God wanted to create mankind, he looked at himself. He said, I'm going to create man in my own image and my likeness. Before there was any sin in the world, right? God, Alpha and Omega, when you were created, you were created in the perfect. Somebody say perfect. You were created in the perfect image and likeness. Somebody say likeness. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 1 John, chapter 4. If you're taking notes, 1 John, chapter 4, verse 7. I want to answer this, this, this question right here. If you've been struggling... Maybe you've been like dating and you're, you've been dealing with heartbreak. Maybe you're not old enough to date. That's okay. That's actually a great thing. My son's not allowed to date till he's like 20. You know what I mean? Like he's got to get a degree before he can go to date. And my daughter, forget about it. Master's degree. Let's go. Let's go. She gets a master's degree, she can date. Whatever. But you don't like it, it's my house. I don't care. I want you to hear me. This is important. This is important. This section over here, I want you to hear me. You hear me? After this next moment, you never have to wonder whether or not you're loved. Because when God created you, he created you in his own image and likeness. You never have to wonder, does somebody love me? You never have to wonder, am I going to be loved? Because the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, if you're reading, it says, Dear friends, verse 7, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Where does love come from? Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is, for God is, come on, for God is and in Genesis 2, we rewind, when God is creating you, when he's thinking about you, he says, let me make humankind in my image and likeness. Say amen if you, if you, if you heard that. And now 1 John 4 says, God is. So when God created you, he created you in the image of love, in the likeness of love, Therefore, when you are walking through the world wondering if you are loved, you're actually trying to answer a question in which you were created. You were created from love. You were created in the likeness of love. You are loved. Don't allow the enemy to whisper into your life and make you feel like you aren't loved. You are love itself. You were created in the image and likeness of God never have to wonder, am I loved? You were created in the image and likeness of love. So what if that boy broke your heart? 
So what if that girl breaks your heart? So what if the people you like don't like you back? You are loved. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not missing out. They're missing out on the blessing of love. Because when God created you, he created you in the image of love. When God created you, he created you in the likeness of love. So what that they don't show you love? When God created you, he created you from the clay of love. When he created your likeness, he created you to be like him. The Bible says, 1 John 4, right? God is, you are loved. Not only are you loved, you are loved. And so for you to walk through life and feel like you are incapable of love is actually impossible because every human being on the planet was created. Your original design was founded in love. <laughs> I don't know if y'all got that tonight. I'm gonna keep reading a few verses. The Bible says God is love and all who love, all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. You see, the reason why your relationship isn't growing, the reason why your relationship isn't healthy, is because your relationship is not founded in God. You think you want love, what you really need, you need God. You're saying, I want God, I want love. I'm, I'm looking for love from this guy, and I'm looking for love from this girl, and, and maybe if we hook up, and maybe if we do what he wants to do, or what she wants to do, maybe, maybe they're gonna love me. Can I tell you, that's not love. Love does not come from sex, love comes from God. Love does not come from doing things for another person. Love comes from God. Love does not come because I, I took you out on a date. Love comes from God. God is love. What you're really looking for is love. Don't let the enemy lie to you anymore. Don't let that boy lie to you anymore. Don't let that girl lie to you anymore because what they have to offer is not love. What, what, what offers love is God. If you want your love to grow more perfect, you need God. Right, like that's the reality. When God created you, he created you in the image of love, in the likeness of love, which means you have all the love you need. But if you want to, for it to continue to grow, if you want your love to be perfected, then your love has to be in God. Like I said earlier, the only reason why my marriage is healthy is because it's been founded in God. And my love for my wife, like I don't write, I didn't write a book on marriage or, or I, I didn't even wake up like, I. Ne how about this? In my own life, my mom and dad never gave me a healthy example of what it was like to really love. I can't remember the last time I heard my dad tell me he loved me or he told me he, he was proud of me. I've never seen my dad be a grandfather. I, I barely have ever seen my dad be a father to me. I never saw him really show my mom love. I saw him show other women love, but not my mother. Matter of fact, I remember I was younger than a middle schooler. I think I was like eight or nine years old. And, and, and uh, my dad used to take me out to Queens. And uh, in Queens, New York, there was this little brick house. And, and I can remember it so, so, so like perfect. And he used to take me to this house. And he would introduce me to this woman. And this woman had a young daughter. And my, it was the first time I ever got a Game Boy. How many of you guys like, did they still have Game Boys? Right? You remember the clear Game Boys? And I'm not like, not the mini ones. I'm talking about like the brick Game Boys. You know what I mean? Like it was a brick. It was the first time I had ever gotten a Game Boy. And my dad gives me a clear Game Boy. And I'm so pumped. 
and I meet this other little girl, and he's like, hey, just play, you know, play, play the Game Boy. Daddy's got, he's got some business to do. And I remember sitting for hours in this house while my dad was hooking up with another woman who wasn't my mom. And he would do this every couple weeks, hang out with this girl, got my Game Boy. I'm like, yo, I got a Game Boy, what up? I was younger than a middle schooler. That was the example I had of love. So why is it that I can stand here in front of you saying for six years I've been faithful only to my wife and my wife has been faithful to me? Why is it that I can stand here when I come from that? Why can I sit here and tell you my marriage is healthy? Why can I tell you for some, somehow I, I figured out how to become a father and love my son? Somehow I figured out when he wanted to play baseball to take him to play baseball. I figured out when, you know, he wants to go to Disney. I'm taking my kid to Disney. How is it I could put him to bed every night and, and pray with him? And my son's so cute when he's praying. He's like, and, and I say, we're going to pray for the house. He said, the house? And I said, and? And mommy, and I say, and, and he said, Reese. And I said, I just have to say, and, and he's, he's got the list of what, somehow my son learned how to pray. Somehow I've learned how to be a father. Somehow I've learned how to be a husband. Somehow I've learned how to be a faithful lover romantically to my wife. I know that's a little deep, but listen to me. I never had that example. My, my father was a womanizer. My father slept around with women all across the city. I'll tell you this as a testimony. The only reason why I have a good relationship is because my love is founded in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I got a good father. His name is Yahweh. His name is Abba Father. Listen, my physical father couldn't do it, but Jesus showed up and showed me how to do it. And if you want to have a healthy relationship, it doesn't matter who's in your circle. It doesn't matter who what your parents show you. God will perfect love in you if you allow him. So don't come in here and ask me, why am I loved? You were created from love. I look at you and I see love. Because if you weren't loved, you wouldn't be here. If you weren't loved, you wouldn't be breathing right now. If you weren't loved, listen, everything about you, the, oh my God, hallelujah. This is speaking to somebody tonight. This is speaking to somebody tonight. I gotta hurry up. Is this hitting home for anybody? I wanna talk really quick, just like three minutes. You know you're loved, right? That love, there's an intentionality of God. If you take your notes. God is not a, he, you are not a mistake. Like, my parents were surprised because I was born out of wedlock, which I, that's another thing I didn't, I didn't really know. Like, I thought, like, my mom was Christian her whole life, you know? And I thought, like, man, like, you know, my parents got married. They had me a couple years later. Like, but, but then I was, like, three years old. I, from my whole life, I saw myself in my mom's wedding. It was, like, 16 years old. I had this epiphany. I'm looking at the wedding album, and I'm looking, and I'm like, wait a minute. 16 years, guys. I, you know, and it wasn't like a thing. I wasn't like really upset. It's just something I never thought of. And I said, hold up, mama. All right, mama, I saw seeing you. Maybe I was a surprise to my mom. But I promise you I wasn't a surprise to God. 
And you might think that relationships and things that happen and everything that's happening in your life that, that's hurting you, everything is, is, is a surprise and everything's a mistake. And maybe you're here tonight and you think you're a mistake. Maybe you were born out of wedlock. Maybe you were born out of a crazy situation. And you think, man, this is a mistake. Like, I, listen, my parents didn't even, I was a surprise. Listen, you may be a surprise to the world, but you were never a surprise to God. You were never a mistake to God because God is intentional on everything that he does. God is intentional. You were not a mistake. Everything in your life is not a mistake. Romans 8, 28, God is working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You are not a mistake. You have purpose. You have destiny. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, a plan to prosper you, a plan not to harm you, but a plan that's good for your life. Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. How can you say you were a surprise to the world? How can you say you were a mistake when God says, I knew you before your parents even hooked up? I knew you. Before your parents, right? Valentine's Day's coming up, you know? If you got parents in your life, give them some space. Listen, if, if they're not in the house, leave them alone, all right? I don't know why I threw that in there. I'm an advocate for our parents. Date nights, let's go. God says, I knew you. Hey, God says, I knew you. Before you were molded, before you were in your mother's womb, God knew you. Somebody say intentional. Somebody say intentional. He says, before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you as a prophet. Let me just speak to somebody in this place tonight. Somebody who's been looking for identity. Somebody who thinks that God created you, but created you with no purpose. Can I tell you, the purpose came before you were even brought into this world. The Word of God says, right? I told you earlier, we believe what the Word of God says. This is our truth. The Bible says that before you were born, before you came into your mother's womb, God had a purpose over your life. He already has a plan over your life. Don't come into church thinking the lie of the enemy that you aren't loved because you were created from love. Don't come in here thinking what people are telling you that you are good for nothing because God, when he created you, said that you were gonna be good for something amazing. He looked at you and said, I've got a purpose. He looked at you and said, I got a destiny. He looked at you and said, I'm gonna use you to change the world. You might be a surprise to people, but you you will be no surprise to me. I love what Psalms 71 says. It says, you have been with me from birth, from my mother's womb, you have cared for me. This is what David wrote. No wonder I am always praising you. Oh, you have been with me from birth, from my mother's womb, you have cared for me. No wonder I am always praising you. That's a word right there. Come on, don't you know that God's been with you the whole time? That's enough to give him praise. That's enough to give him praise. That's enough to give him praise. Come on, you don't need the worship team to give him praise tonight. Somebody give him some praise in this room. Come on, you know you're not a mistake. Give him some praise. You know God's got a plan for your life. You don't have to ask anymore, am I loved? You were created from love. 
God's got a purpose. God's got an amazing man, an amazing woman ready for you, but he's trying to get your heart right tonight. He's got a great husband, a great wife. He's got a family laid out for you already. It don't matter where you come from. It don't matter what you're a product. Let me tell you, you are a product of grace. You are a product of purpose. You are a product of destiny. You are a product of a future and a good hope. Somebody in this room better give God some praise in this room tonight. Alright, the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm done, I promise. Stand to your feet. Somebody say faith. Somebody say faith. Somebody say faith. Over feelings. Somebody say faith. Somebody say faith. Over feelings. Turn to your neighbor tonight and say, you've got to have faith that's greater than your feelings. Can I just ruin Drake's whole song for you? You wouldn't be in your feelings if you were in your faith. You wouldn't be so lost and broken if you knew where your faith was. I'm not in my feelings when people don't like me because I know God loves me. I stopped being brokenhearted when girls were breaking my heart because I got faith. I knew that if they, if they didn't want to be with me, it means God didn't have them for me. If it didn't work out, it's because, you know what, I've got faith that God's got a greater plan in my life. I'm not going to be caught up in my feelings. I'm not going to get depressed. I'm not going to get suicidal. I'm not going to get anxious. Why? Because my faith says that God is working all things out for my good. So you know what? You broke, you're trying to break my heart, but I know who holds my heart. You're trying to tell me that I, that I was the problem. Let me tell you, I bring all my problems to the feet of Jesus. I'm not going to get caught up in my feelings because I'm going to get caught up in my faith. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, faith over feelings. Your feelings get triggered because of what, did, of what happened to you. Feelings get triggered by what people have done to you. Your faith will get triggered when you realize what God wants to do through you. Your feelings get triggered by what's been done to you. Your faith will get triggered by when, by when you realize what's been done for you. You hear me? I'm gonna say this better so, so you can write it down. Your feelings get triggered, write it down. Your feelings get triggered by what's been done to you. Your faith gets triggered by what's been done for you. Because I know there was a man named Jesus who came into the world, died on a cross for me, gave me new life, gave me new hope, gave me new power. Come on, am I speaking to somebody today? Stop allowing your feelings to control you and allow your faith to lead you. Thanks for checking out this week's podcast here at GTU. This podcast has made an impact in your life. We'll love for you to subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and share it with your friends. I hope you have a great week, and we're looking forward to what God is going to do in your life. Make sure to join us next week at GTU.